And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And what we're going to talk about today is something that you have been avoiding all year. I guarantee you've been avoiding this all year because this particular thing that I'm going to talk about can be painful. What we're going to talk about is the concept of planning. Now, some of you, planning means absolutely nothing to you. And for those of you living your life that way, wow, what a crazy life it must be. Now, some of you are on the other end of the spectrum. Now, fortunately for the rest of us, we're somewhere in the middle. When it comes to real estate investing, where do you think you should be with regards to planning? I think being somewhere in the middle is, is the sweet spot. So when it comes to planning, what is it you should be thinking about? And what have you done with 2022? Did you plan to do anything in 2022 with regards to real estate investing? Well, if you did, now's a good time for you to review your plan to see how effective your plan was. If you didn't have a plan for real estate investing in 2022, not a problem. I can help. I can totally help you because what we can do today is we can sit down and we can talk about your plan for real estate investing. We, we can actually formulate a plan that will assist you. Now, I have to be very, very clear with all of you out there. Every one of you is in a completely different place financially than everybody else. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee there are no two people out there that have the same exact net worth, that have the exact same cash in their bank account, that have the exact same amount of insurance products that you see where I'm going. Okay. So everybody is different. So the first step for planning and, and all of you that plan for 2022, you've heard this before. So I'm going to tell it to you again. The first step for planning is to figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. What are your goals and what are your objectives? How are you going to get from where you're at today to where you're trying to get to? This is part of the planning process. But what we have to do is we have to take a step back and we have to look out into that horizon. We do. So what does that horizon look like for you? Now, some of you, you look 12 months in the future and you know what you see? Mist. You see mist. You don't see anything. You don't know what the future holds and you don't even want to try and address the future because for some of you, the future is just going to come at you the way the future is going to come at you. Now, others, others, you, you know, for a fact that, yeah, you're going to get hit with the future and then you're going to have to react to certain things. But there are certain things that you can control. There are certain things that you can plan for. And these are those things that we want to take a look at. So for those of you that are not real estate retired. Here's your number one goal to retire yourself with real estate in five years or less. That's your number one goal. Retire yourself with real estate in five years or less. That's a pretty good goal, huh? Now you can have some other goals too. You don't have to have goals that are specifically real estate related, but 
since I don't know what your other goals are and what your other desires for life are, and I know you turned into this show because you want to hear about real estate, let's talk about the fact that you can get yourself retired in five years or less. That is not a pipe dream. That is not a smoke screen. That is not smoke going up your chimney. No, it's none of that stuff. That is a realistic, attainable goal. I want you to be an effective planner. Now, that doesn't mean you have to spend hours and hours and hours machinating over information and, and crunching numbers and stuff like that. Now, there may be a little bit of that involved with planning, but this is your takeaway for, from, for planning. You ready for it? Set a goal. Yeah, set a goal. I suggested in the last segment, you should have a goal of retiring yourself in the next five years. I think I specifically said retire yourself in five years or less using real estate. Now, that is an attainable goal. That's a very specific goal. It is a well-articulated goal. It gives you a result that you're trying to achieve. So now, now that you have this goal, your job is to put a plan together to achieve that goal. Go ahead. I'll give you a few minutes to write that out. Ready? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. First of all, planning for that goal takes a little bit more than a minute or two. It really does because there's a lot of things that are involved with that planning process. Number one, you have to decide what vehicle you will utilize in order to retire yourself in the next five years. Now, some of you, some of you are focused on the stock market. Some of you are day trading. Some of you trade your own stuff. You don't, you don't have a financial planner that sells you mutual funds. You, you buy and sell your own stock trades. I get that. I used to do that. I understand it. Okay. It's very, very labor intensive. Is it not? It is labor intensive. And, and the other thing is you're, you're, you're battling with computers, right? Because you want to make your trades at a certain price point, And sometimes you don't get the trade in on time because you're battling with computers that can move a whole lot faster than you can. It's just the reality of it. But some of you will try and retire yourself in the next five years using the stock market. Now, can you do it? Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. But I think it's going to take a ton of work and you have to educate yourself on the fundamentals of the stock market. Now, those of you that are already doing your own trading, you've probably already done that. You, you understand what volume is in the stock market and how it affects pricing. You understand how to read stock charts. You understand when you're moving into a bull market. You understand when you're moving into a bear market. You make decisions based on those, those transitions of the marketplace. Do you not? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you have certain decision points that you will cross and you'll once you get to that decision point you're going to decide whether you're going to go down path a or path b based on the information you receive at that decision point right okay so some of you can get it done in the next five years but here's here's the problem that i see with the stock market you have no control over it you have absolutely no control over it as a matter of fact the person that you're trading with when you buy or sell your assets probably knows more about what you're doing than you do. I'm, and I'm not picking on you. I'm not, I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm not poking you in the chest. I'm just saying that in that stock market, there are some very wicked, smart people. And by the way, there's some very cutthroat people involved in the stock market. Just so you know, they're out there. Now, let me compare that to real estate investing. With real estate investing, 
We don't do the cutthroat stuff. It's, it's not instantaneous gratification. With real estate investing, what you're looking to do is you're looking to buy assets and put those assets in your portfolio, and those assets will do very specific things for you. Very specific things. Well, some of the ways they're, they're going to affect you is those assets are going to pay you five, possibly six different ways, which, which is better than what you're doing in the stock market, which only pays you one way, possibly two. You want to know what those five ways are? Okay, let me just hit you with them real quick. You get cash flow, something that stocks don't normally provide. Now, if they do, they do it in the form of a dividend, in which case, if you do receive dividends, you're receiving cash flow. Okay, that's just the way it is. Another way we make money in real estate has to do with the fact that we capture equity in the assets. We buy assets at distressed pricing, in other words, wholesale pricing, and we own and operate them based on retail pricing levels. The difference between those two price points is equity that we put onto our bottom line. It's a beautiful thing. Another way we make money in real estate happens to do with the fact that we leverage our properties correctly. And because we put the right loan instrument on the property, we're going to pay a mortgage. Well, every month when we pay that mortgage, we're going to pay down the principal that we owe on that mortgage, which is going to increase our equity in the property. Another way we make money in real estate has to do with the fact that we have something called natural appreciation out there. In other words, real estate prices, real estate values tend to double every 20 years. We have statistically looked at that, and that's what our, our result is. About every 20 years, real estate tends to double in price. It's, it's faster in some parts of the country, like California, maybe New York City. It's slower in other parts of the country. I, I can't even pick, I don't know, Blythe, California. Let's go with Blythe, California, because I've been to Blythe, California, and I, there's like 400 people that live there. And if you're listening to me and you're in Blythe, California, I'm not picking on your town. I'm just saying I've, I've been there, and, and I just don't see that real estate's going to double in value every 20 years there. It's just the way it is, guys. Sorry. Sorry for Blythe, California. I, Blythe, California is not a bad place. It's not a bad place. And I'll stop picking on them right now. Okay. The, the other way we make money in real estate has to do with the tax advantages. You see, the, the government is the one that creates the tax code. And the tax code is very favorable to real estate investors. It's not as favorable to people that invest in the stock market. Let's just just be very clear with that. Now, that sixth way that we make money in real estate, this only works in the multifamily space. And what it has to do with is something called forced appreciation. Because you're, you're dealing with commercial property and commercial property is traded based on the income structures or the income approach, or basically the amount of income the asset makes for the owner of the asset. That's, that's really what it boils down to. We have the ability to force appreciation up by repositioning the financials in the asset. So what we'll do is we'll go in and we'll improve the, the income streams. We'll reduce the expenses. And by doing that, that affects something called our net operating income, which is one of the two pieces of information you need to have in order to value that commercial property. The other piece you need to have is something called a cap rate. Now, it's not, not something that you and I control. That is something that the financial markets control. And who are the financial markets? Exactly. Who are the financial markets? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, so we just spent the whole segment talking about all the different ways you can make money in real estate. And what we were supposed to be doing was talking about planning. Believe it or not, we did a lot of planning. When we come back from the break, I'll break it on down for you. Stick around. 
got questions, call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Your challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich, is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. That's half of your challenge. And until you can come up with that belief system, until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. So you need to get in here and meet some people. Join us for the next free workshop and meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited that will share Dell Wamsley's belief system and empower you to take the steps you need to be successful. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. For 30 years, I've taken the smartest people I could find and then held them up as examples for you guys to learn from. We're all only as strong as our best people. But the best part about this is that these best people are willing to give back. Ready to learn from the best? It starts with our free online workshop. Stop depending on your paycheck. Quit worrying about retirement. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I'm hurting your brain because we're talking about the concept of planning. Now, whatever you think about planning, planning isn't as difficult as you think it is. It really isn't as, as difficult as you think it is. So far in the show, I've talked about the fact you need to have a goal. You need to figure out where you're going to get to. And the goal I suggested to you was to get yourself retired in the next five years using real estate as the mechanism to do that. Now, the other thing I suggested to you was that real estate is a better vehicle than other types of investment platforms. And I was comparing real estate to the stock market and the fact that real estate pays you five, potentially six different ways. The stock market pays you one way, potentially two ways. So to me, real estate is a better investment vehicle. It's also not as liquid as the stock market, meaning things can't change on you instantaneously. Have you ever, have you ever woken up and you were invested in a stock and you wake up bright eyed and bushy tailed thinking everything's going good and you go get some coffee and then you sit down to your computer and you bring up your stock investing website and then all of a sudden you look and you see that your stock has crashed. It's crashed. What are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? Your options are do nothing, in which case now you're hoping that it's going to recover. And if it just lost 50% of value, it's going to have to go up 100% in value in order for you to recover that 50% of loss. And how long is that going to take? I don't know. It depends on what caused that stock to do what it did, right? Okay. Real estate, on the other hand, real estate is much more protected against massive fluctuations in pricing. Now, one of the things that we are experiencing in the multifamily markets with multifamily housing is we're starting to see prices leveling off. We're actually seeing some prices coming 
down. The reason we're seeing that is because the market got a little bit overheated and because with real estate, you have a buyer and seller that have to negotiate and agree on terms. There were people, say, a year or two years ago that were caught up in the the heat of the market, if you will, the fact the market was going up and up and up and up and up in value, and they thought the only way for them to make money was they had to jump in, buy at whatever price point, hold on, and keep riding it up, except some of these people jumped in at the wrong time, and because they didn't have a good real estate investing strategy, they're being damaged right now. They're being damaged financially with the fact that these prices are coming down. So their strategy of just appreciation and appreciation only, it ain't working. Okay. It ain't working. Now, some of you are saying, well, well, Al, if it ain't working, why, why would you buy real estate today for a certain price, knowing that it could be worth less tomorrow? And here's why. I don't buy it based on the fact that the price is going to go up or go down. I buy it based on the fact that it's going to produce income streams for me. Yes, income streams for me. See, this is one of those things that you need to think about when when you're working out your plan. What are you going to do with real estate so that it provides income streams for you? And and here's the other thing. If if the values of the property go down, I really don't care because here's the thing. When I buy this asset, I'm looking to hold this asset for anywhere from three to 10 years and possibly longer, which means I can ride out any dips in the market because I'm not looking to harvest capital. I'm looking to create income streams for me. This is the way you get yourself retired. You create income streams for yourself. These income streams come in whether you get up in the morning or you don't get up in the morning. They come in regularly as they're supposed to, and they don't take a massive amount of labor in order to get it done. Sound good? Okay. So the other thing we talked about was the the five ways we make money in real estate. I, I covered that stuff already, and I think it's very important for you to understand that. Because what we're going to talk about right now is we're going to talk about some of the different strategies that are out there with regards to real estate. And I'm going to tell you whether or not I think these strategies are the right strategies for you. Now, the first strategy is a strategy I've I've been talking about already. It's called buy and hold. Yeah, you buy the asset, you hold the asset, you operate the asset as a business entity, and you run it for a year or two years or three years, or four years, or five years, whatever your game plan says you're going to do, you do it. And then you look periodically to see if there is any benefit to you to let the asset go. And if you're going to let the asset go, then here's here's what I suggest you, you make sure you can do. If you're going to let one asset go, make sure there's enough money coming off of that asset that now you can buy two assets. This is how we make money in real estate. It is fundamentally possible to do all this stuff. Now, you can make a lot of money flipping houses. Here's the caveat. But you're going to pay a lot more in taxes than a real estate investor pays. And what you're going to find is that to do it effectively, you're going to have to be really involved with the property because you have to keep it going, going, going. And what most people that flip 
wind up doing is they, they start flipping while they're trying to do a full-time job. They realize that it's very difficult to do both. They start seeing the money from the flipping. So what do they do? They let the full-time job go. So they kind of keep the flipping going. But the problem with doing the flipping is that now they've just traded one full-time job for another full-time job. And remember, the goal is to retire yourself in five years or less. And if you have not built up a portfolio of assets that are producing cash flow for you, you could could flip all the way to five years. You could build up a big bucket of money and you'll be no farther forward than you were because all the money that you're making on flipping, you're actually using to support your household, which means you bought yourself a job. That's exactly what it means. You bought yourself a job. Now, those of you that are flipping, that are making good money, you're able to balance it and stuff like that. You're starting to realize that, yeah, there is no cash component to this, is there? Everything that you do is subject to short-term capital gains rates because you don't hold the asset for a year and a day. It would be cost prohibitive for you to do that. And as a result of you selling the asset in less than a year, you don't get the benefits of the tax benefits that I receive as a real estate investor. In other words, if I go to sell my asset, I pay capital gains rates at the long-term capital gains rates. I don't pay it at the short-term capital gains rate, which is much higher. The other thing is the IRS doesn't deem me to be self-employed, so I don't have to tack on an extra, get this, 15.3% in self-employment taxes. Those are the taxes that go to Social Security and Medicare, which you're mandated to pay once the IRS has decided that you are a real estate flipper, or in their terminology, they use the word dealer. Yeah, real estate dealer. In other words, you're you're basically the same as a used car salesman in their eyes. Nothing wrong with used car salesman. Okay, nothing wrong with them. But that's they get taxed the same way. Okay. Now some of you, some of you would think, well, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do some wholesaling. I'm gonna do some wholesaling. So what what exactly is wholesaling? Well, wholesaling is where you go out and you find somebody that's trying to sell a piece of property who's not having much success. And what you do is you say, look, I'm going to buy this property from you. You agree to a price on the property, and then you turn around and you try and sell that contract to somebody like me who could actually perform because most wholesalers can't perform. What they're doing is they're trading a contract. They're charging a fee to basically it's, it's a finder's fee. It's a bird dog fee. They're going out and finding a distressed asset that maybe my realtors didn't find. They're getting that person to go into contract saying that for a certain price, they will buy it by a certain date at a certain price. And then what they do is they have something in the contract that allows them to assign the contract to anybody that they choose. Seller doesn't get to say, yeah, I like this person or I don't like this person. This is the person that gets assigned to. And hopefully it's a real estate investor like me because I will actually perform. Wholesaling is a full-time job. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and it does take some money to be a successful wholesaler. Oh, by the way, you're not taxed like a real estate investor is taxed. You're taxed differently because your income is considered ordinary income. So let me take you all the way back to this buy and hold strategy. What I want you to do is I want you to think about buying that first house. Now, the first thing that should come to your mind when I say buy that first house is what does that look like? What, what does that look like? How, how do I do that? How do I do that? Is, do, I do, do I do it the way I, I bought my principal residence? Well, a little bit. It's, it's similar to that. The, here's, here's your number one 
answer. You ready? This, this is where you have to be educated. You have to understand how to correctly invest in real estate, or you could get involved with real estate and you could make some some really bad beginner's mistakes that could cost you a lot of money. Because even in real estate, it's still kind of like the, the, the stock thing. The other person on the other side of the transaction might know a little bit more about what's going on than you do. The great equalizer is education. That's where Lifestyles Unlimited comes in. That's exactly what we provide. We provide a qualified education in how to invest in real estate assets. And we don't, we don't cover every type of real estate asset. I just, I just gave you three that we don't cover. We don't do wholesaling. We don't do flipping. And we certainly don't do short-term rentals. And, and some of our members that have tried to do those things, they always come back, you know, with, with a little bit of shame on their face because they realize that, okay, that maybe wasn't the best thing for me to do. It's like they had to test the water just to make sure that they knew the water was ice cold. Does that make sense? Okay. So education, you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. We get you educated in 16 hours. Trust me, in 16 hours, we can give you all the information you need in order to turn you loose on the world and have you do great things to start implementing your plan to retire yourself in the next five years. Now, let me give you some planning metrics because planning metrics are important. Number one, I want you to figure out how much income you have to replace. Yeah. How much income do you have to replace? How do you figure that out? Okay, real simple. Let's say you make a salary. Okay, you make a salary. Let's say that salary is $100,000 per year. I'm just using real easy numbers, so the math is easy for me. And you're thinking, okay, I have to replace $100,000. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. You don't have to replace $100,000. You have to replace probably closer to $70,000. And you're thinking, well, why is that? Well, because... In that $100,000 salary that you receive, about 30% of it is going to various forms of taxes or Social Security and Medicare, right? So it's all coming out. And maybe you're contributing to a 401k, and that money kind of goes in there too, but you're not going to be contributing to a 401k anymore because we're going to teach you how to not rely on that because that thing's going to fail you. It will fail you. As a matter of fact, we're going to teach you how to get your money out of there. And for some of you, we can actually help you avoid the 10% penalty if you're not 59 and a half. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Now, we, we don't do that as Lifestyles Unlimited. We have vendors that are part of our organization that, that help you do all of that. So I think your number is closer to $70,000. So what does it take to retire yourself if you need to make $70,000. Well, I think 70,000 is a big number. I think we need to break that down into a slightly smaller number and let's go monthly. Let's go monthly. So take your 70,000 divided by 12 and what we're finding is we need about $5,834 per month in order to retire ourselves. Now, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. In the real estate markets that we invest in, we don't invest in every market that's in the United States. Not every market works because some markets are out of balance. We invest in the markets that are in balance. We'll, we'll teach you more about that when you become a member. Here's the thing. Those assets, and I'm just going to talk about single family homes. I'm not going to get your head into the multifamily space right now. Single family homes are a little bit easier for us to wrap our head around. If that single family home, that first home that you buy, can produce for you $400 a month in passive income, 
how many homes do you have to buy in order to retire yourself? And the short answer is 15. That's right, 15. So if you need to own 15 houses by year five, you have to come up with a plan in order to buy 15 houses. Now, some of that's going to involve how much money do you have? How much money can you inject into the deal? This will tell us how many houses you can get in your first year. Maybe you only get four houses in your first year, and maybe you hold those houses for, say, three years, and then you sell all four of those houses at the end of three years, and now you have eight houses. So now you're going to hold those for three more years. Remember, I said it was a five-year plan, but I'm talking about six years right now. At the end of three more years, you would be at year six. You would sell all eight of those houses and you would replace them with 16 houses. Yeah. And you don't do all of these at the same time. You run them at an incremented level. So you're, you're buying a house about once every quarter. You're selling a house once you get to that point about once every quarter. Does that make sense? It smooths out the transaction history, makes it easier for you. Oh, and by the way, what you're going to find is that right around that five-year mark, believe it or not, you're probably going to develop enough passive income, even though you haven't hit 16 houses yet, because you didn't have to hit 16 houses, right? What you had to do is you had to hit 14.58. Well, you can't buy 5.58 of a house. Well, actually you can if it's really bad shape, right? Okay. But my point is you can get this done in five years. You can get this done starting with four houses. You can get this done starting with as little as $100,000. Yeah, $100,000 will buy you four houses in today's market. And all you have to do is continue to own them, operate them, let them go up in value, and dispose of them when the time is right. And then once you get to that five-year mark, you will have retired yourself. It's as easy as that. If you want to find out how to do this, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for one of our free workshops, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.